0: Welcome back to another episode of Man Vs. Marriage. It's me, Quincy W. Moran, a.k.a. The q In the studio with Coach Rita. Hello. In the studio with Producer Ashley.
1: Hey, y'all. What's up? Whoa.
0: (laughs) I did that voice for her.
1: That was a good... uh...
0: (laughs) (laughs) I know. That was a uh, terrible example of how she talks. Because she doesn't talk like that. (laughs) That's right. But it was funny because you're laughing. Yes, it is. Um, And then my wife in the studio again, which is going to be more of a normal thing because uh, if if there is any credence or credibility that needs to be given so that I remain authentic, she can give that to you. She is my BS meter. How about that? Um, So, in the last. You uh, need one? (laughs) (laughs) Well, you know, people may not know me very well out there everybody at this table you know has a decent understanding of who i am but sometimes it helps that uh you know you're not just blowing smoke you know your wife if your wife can give credence or credibility to what you say then you have arrived that's gold that's that's my opinion yeah um so our last episode um was great. I thought it I, It really helped me just in the moment to understand a little bit better. You know, and even after 19 years and, you know, five years of uh, developing our marriage, I'm still obviously learning things about her and about our marriage that are like what you call these aha moments. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, um, rewriting the script, it's, it's special to me because it's what has redefined the course of my life. And uh, knowing that I have the ability to influence that heavily um, and life doesn't just happen to me that I can, uh, actually take charge of my life and life is happening for me. Um, it's just a mindset that'll give you freedom to really become that best version of yourself. So one thing I want to say, um, that I'm just thinking about now here in the moment, recently somebody came to me that, uh, is listening uh, to the podcast and uh, he was like, Hey, Uh, I let my sister listen to the podcast while we were in the car together, and she's like, who is this guy? And so he told her a little bit about me Mm -hmm. and our situation, and, you know, obviously this is the podcast. And then he said, you know, um, my sister's married, and they're about to have their first child. Um, I would love to have you send her a quick 30-second, one-minute video and give her some advice about parenting. I was like, okay. Uh Okay. So I determined the best advice I could give in a one-minute video is to be intentional about your marriage and remember that you're married because everything's going to become about the baby. Right. But you don't want to forget your marriage because you're actually being that example to your son or daughter about a husband and wife and a father and a mother. So that's kind of the advice I threw out there. Mm-hmm. You know, I had all kinds of advice, but I said, you know what? If there's anything that I wish I would have known sooner which remember my marriage because really that's the foundation. Like Jeannie said, you know, it wasn't communicated about the flowers. Right. But she was able to come up with her own idea at five or six years old. That's what they meant. About what the flowers meant. Mm-hmm. So
1: It's very interesting.
0: Um, I'm just happy that, uh, that that was the advice. I was proud of that advice, proud of myself, I guess, for the advice I gave because, you know, it's like, oh, you know, baby proof the house or, or any number <laughs> of things that you could give. <laughs> Um, so with that said, we are going another level deeper into rewriting the script, and this is, uh, what we're calling becoming a soft place to land, and this is one of the most beneficial things. It was game changer for me, understanding that I could actually become that safe place for my wife, that soft place to land, um, for her, and that it it would really just kind of open, um... It would open a new place of connection for mine and Jeannie's relationship. Right. It would strengthen it. So what I'm going to do is hand it over to Coach Rita, and she's going to kind of line us out, and then we will hit the ground running.
1: All righty. Excited to share um, with you guys this episode. It's that soft place to land because I think everybody wants that place where – when they're vulnerable, um, or they've had a great day, or they've screwed up, whatever may be happening in you know your life, you want to be able to have that place, that soft place to land. Yeah. And it is really something that you do create, and how you create it is ultimately through connection. And every, and I've said this from the beginning every relationship is different. Every relationship is unique because we all are so different in so many ways. So, but when it comes to connection and when it comes to having a soft place to land, everybody wants that. Yeah. Everybody wants to have connection. Connection should be above anything above communication, above finances, above your children, above work, above church, above family, all of that, you have to work towards that connection because that's when things start coming in is when you start losing that connection. Mm -hmm. And it's really an intimacy. It's, it's, it's allowing that person that your, your spouse, you're allowing that person to see into you. And sometimes when we don't create that soft place, it's really hard to open yourself up to be intimate with somebody if you think that they're going to judge you, if you think that they're going to make fun of you, if you think that they're going to see less of you, mm-hmm. where, where you can create that connection with that person to say, I'm safe. Yeah. Like, I accept you, no matter in your good, in your bad, in your bad. Greatest days and your lowest days. I, exce- I accept you no matter what because everybody wants that place mm-hmm. to land, especially, especially when you screw up. Yeah, And it doesn't mean screw up in your marriage, but just screw up in life or just something bad happened. You just want to know that you have a safe place that you can go and you can be intimate and you can share and that be okay. Yeah. So in... In connection, it's the ability to have or uh, the ability to be a safe place around you. It's to be free. It's to be valued. It's to be appreciated. It's to be known. It's to process life out loud and you can handle the truth of who your spouse is or whoever that person is that you're wanting that intimacy. You're wanting that connection. That is the soft place to land. Mm-hmm. That is saying I have the ability to accept you for you and and I'm not going to be moved or wavered by things that I might see in your life. Um, what happens is that most people can't handle someone else's stuff like especially if something goes wrong. Yeah. Like we can't handle someone else's like mistakes or some like they screwed up like because we think we're all perfect and we all don't do that. <laughs> so there's such a judgment there that that plays out in that. So be that bigger person that you can say, I know my spouse isn't perfect and they're not intentionally doing these things. Um, to make themselves look bad, you know, life happens, things happen. We respond, we we make decisions, we make choices, and sometimes they're not always that um the right choice. Yeah. So it's it's just having that ability to to create that space of acceptance. I think that's probably the most important. Um, it's it's really having that conversation with your spouse on. What does this look like? Because it, like I said, everybody's different. What does this safe space look like to you? like how how does that what does what do you feel, or what do you need to feel to feel safe? Yeah, you know, it's having those conversations on what it looks like. How does that feel? Um, can you explain that to me? Mm-hmm. And I think you just have to go with it. In the, in the aspect of letting go of any expectations that you might have and you take your spouse for face value. Yeah. And in you, and you know, you embrace that for, for, um, who they are, what they are. So creating a soft place to land is always interesting how every couple is different. Yeah. It, it is very interesting the the things you have to work through, the things you have to negotiate, the things that you have to open yourself up to and be willing to open yourself up to and say, Hey, this is, this is what I'm thinking, or I'm putting this on the table. What do you think? Mm -hmm. And then that's where the momentum starts to start connecting, to start being intimate, to having those conversations of your fears, of your dreams, of Whatever it is that, or wherever it is that that conversation is going to go. Yeah. But it, it is asking yourself, what does that look like? Like creating a soft place to land for you and Jeannie, what does that look like? What, what did you guys have to do to navigate, to get to that place where you felt comfortable enough that you could come as you are and say, this is me? Yeah. Yeah. And are you willing to accept this? Are you willing to work with me? Mm -hmm. Are you willing to see um, those things in my life that you can see that I need to work on? And you're still going to accept me and you're still going to be able to create this soft place, this soft place for me in those times that I might not hit it.
0: Yeah. And I think, you know, just listening to, you know, all this minty, fresh goodness that you're putting out for us. (laughs) That's kind of giving us that effervescence of change, if you will, or the potential for change. Um, one thing that is just like a vital place to being a soft place to land, and I know Jenny and I will get into this, is you have absolutely got to build a level of trust with your spouse. And through building that trust, you both have to make it known that I'm not going to have an ulterior motive Good when you're mm-hmm. coming to me because you need me to be a safe place to land. Or a soft place to land. Whatever. I was trying to say there. It it really if you don't intentionally build a foundation of trust, well you'll well you'll let your past sins go, if you will. And say, okay, we're gonna start here. We're gonna start from this place. And we're going to develop this level of trust with each other um, so that I know that you won't, you won't be vying for your own way when it comes to my experience here. And I can truly come to you and feel safe that you're going to accept whatever this situation is. Right. And I can feel confident that your love and affection for me is not going to change. It's not going to change who you think I am. Because you are going to see me in my crappiest moments in life.
2: We're not worried about the other person keeping score.
0: Yes, that's what, that's what it boils what a down great to: being way able, to put
2: it. being able to trust that what I am about to tell you, you are not going to sit here and put in your back of your file bank and go, "Okay, the next time you piss me off, I am going to pull this one out and I am going to go after you with it," because I know this was something that would hurt you. Um, I think for us, the biggest thing we struggled with in the beginning was I don't trust easy. Period I come from a place where trust is earned and you work very hard to earn it. Um, my home was not horrible, but it was not great either. And the things that I learned just in watching was not to trust anybody. Everybody's out for their own. yeah and in, in the home I grew up when when you had a weakness, everybody exploited it. Yeah so when, when we came to this place, I think it was kind of similar for you, too. You trust people too easily.
0: That's what I was just going to say. It's but, funny that your, your thing is like, trust no one. And my thing was like, trust everyone.
2: Yeah, and that was to your detriment in the beginning because there were some people that you were trusting when we started dating that uh, I am your BS meter because I called people on it and they did not like me. They didn't want us married. They didn't want him dating me. They wanted me nowhere near him because I was quick to say, you're taking advantage of him. This is not okay with me. And they would get PO'd because who am I to say what's okay with him when he said it's okay? It's like, well, yeah, you're his friend. He would never, ever say something wrong or be rude to a friend. I, however, have absolutely no connection to you, but I love him. So I'm going to tell you flat out, this doesn't work for me. And it, it didn't go really well. We lost a lot of people in the process, but they're people we didn't need. They weren't seeing you for who you were. They were seeing you for what you could give. Yeah. And I think that's that's where we differed. I was looking at people for what they're taking from you because I don't trust. So I was watching things with a fine eye, going, mm, "I don't like you," and "I don't like you," and "I don't like you." <laughs> but but when it came time for him and I to sit down and go, "This is what's happening," and for him to actually open his eyes and see what was going on, I was like, "Whoa!" He didn't. He had no clue. Where on the flip side, I don't, I don't trust, he does. So when people come into our life and it's like, Jeannie, this person's helping us. I think the first person I ever actually totally opened up to was you. And that was what, 12 years into our marriage? <laughs> 10 years?
0: Yeah, It's a long way. But
2: it, it took us being able to sit down and say, okay, I have to feel safe in every aspect. I have to feel like no matter what we're up against, you're going to protect me over everything else and in that came you know personal attacks that we went through and me feeling like I had to protect myself in a situation I shouldn't have to and you finally having to step in and say no this is not okay with me my wife is upset my wife is hurt yeah this is not happening anymore and cutting that loss for me that was a huge moment because now although you've always said I'm your number one that was the action that put me in number one. I'm no longer on the back burner. No matter what else is going on, that right there put me at the top of the list. Yeah, that's huge. Mm-hmm. That opened us up for me being able to say, "Okay, so you're not going to take it and attack me with it. You're not going to, you know, you're not going to throw it at me." Like I said, it it was hard for me with what we had to. Just, I mean, we had to go down to things as simple as I can remember the argument. I don't remember what it was. I just remember you telling me I'm putting my foot down. And this was early on in the marriage. Wrong person. You do not give me orders and tell me I cannot do something. All hell will break loose and you will hear my wrath. That's just the way it is. I instantly went to, you're just like my dad. This isn't a marriage, you're just like my dad. And I shut down. I owe you nothing. From this point on, if that's the way I'm going to be treated, then forget it. Because you're not going to let me be me, you're going to control me. Right. So we had to come down to things as simple as, you can't use words like that with me. If it's something that you're adamant, this has to happen, there is no changing. We need to word it in a way of, like now he'll tell me, this is detrimental, this has to happen. Rather than telling me, I can't do something, it's like, no, I need you to understand where I'm coming from. It, I mean, it's simple as burbage. It is. His, his biggest thing is the F-bomb and glitch. I used to, anytime he would tell me something, well, the glitch is, and he would get so infuriated with me because that instantly tells him she's not going to go for it. No matter what I say, it's over. She's not listening. And I had to reprogram that. That took a long time. But I was able to do it. And then, like you said earlier, if I drop an F-bomb in conversation, he knows I've reached my limit for the day because it's not something I would normally do with him. But it was, it was coming up with everything from, you know, what are our non-negotiables? One of ours is date night. I have to have date night. We have eight kids. We have autism. We have your busy work schedule. You work out of town. So you're gone 12, 14, 15 hours a day. I need a reset. But even in that, okay, what is date night? It was not just going to the movies. But then it also came down to, I don't want to plan date night. You're going to spend time with me. I'm planning everybody's dinner, everybody's schoolwork, all the running around, all the groceries, all these other things. I just need you to take control of this for me. Just control that for me. And now he does. He'll call me and say, okay, we get a babysitter on Tuesdays. Tuesdays is our night. We have a set babysitter. And the only question I'll ever get asked is, do you want to go to this place or this place? You have two choices. Which restaurant do we want to go to? Okay, cool. I can do that. But it just I mean, it came down to such small, small things. Even for him to be able to tell me like what he wanted. And it gets to the point where if you don't set these things, when it comes down to meeting the needs, you're screwed. You know, we all go back to the books. Our physical need was met. I I was doing my deed, we were fine with everything as far as I was concerned, his need was met because he had the physical. But then when he came to talk to me and told me, we're not connected, you're, you're, you know, you're basically zoning out, you're reading your books, you're doing your own thing. And I'm sitting right here and we're not connecting at all. He's like, but your, yours is quality time. Then it clicked. Had he not brought that to me, I would have just, I'm meeting his need. So I'll, I'll deal with mine later. But I had to give him that opportunity and the permission to say, we have a problem and not fly off the handle and scream at him because he's calling me out on my crap. Um, One thing I will say though, Quincy and I have maybe three to five people at the most that we give permission to speak to us into us or about our marriage or to call us on something and go, Hey, something's going on here. If a person doesn't have that permission, It's not acceptable to discuss it with me. And both of us will cut them off. Thanks for your input, but this is not your place. And that was something we had to establish. Because in the beginning of our marriage, my mom thought she needed to be in the middle of everything. And I didn't know any better. She's my mom. mom, Oh, bad decision. Bad decision. (laughs) (laughs) But now seeing a lot of what we've gone through in our marriage is what I learned from her. Boy, reality check. So I don't know, what What did we have to change more so for you?
0: Well, I so what I wanted to do, because I'm just this guy, is I wanted to throw out like some bullet points, if you will, just going over, I mean, it can be overwhelming thinking of all the change that we've gone through.
2: Oh, this has been um, 10 years in the making, though.
0: You know, it can be <laughs> overwhelming, but, you know, when you kind of boil it down to these are the steps that we had to kind of go through and develop them, Um it actually, I think, helped me understand that this was a, it was quite a process. It's not an overnight thing. Um, It's quite a process to build, but you can really appreciate how far that you've come. I mean, I cannot imagine uh, before all this coaching, uh, going and telling Jeannie, um, when I'm around you, I feel alone. I can't imagine going and saying that to you with where, with where we were before, because it may have been sarcasm. It may have been, you know, an explosion of emotions or an F-bomb or whatever it is. And it's only, it's a scary thing to go and say something hard to uh, your spouse, you know, because that's the person that sees you in a way that nobody else does um but it it was through looking you know what did we actually do because i don't think you take time in the moment to really appreciate what you're going through right. but it's only after you kind of reflect and you know these episodes come up it's like okay so what did we do what what do we rely on now since we've rewritten the script on how we have decided to interact with one another so i just i put some things down here um and, you know, I kind of want to lead off with you have to decide to build trust. Trust is hard to build. It's easy to break. And then it's even harder to rebuild. So that's the cycle. And maybe you're in this, maybe you're right in the middle of broken trust. And it's going to take you some time to reestablish what trust is. It may take you some action. You may have to put in extra work, if you're the person who, who has broken trust, to show that you are actually going to show up and be a person of your word. And it's hard to rebuild it. And once you have it reestablished, it's got to be a non-negotiable for it not to be broken again. You know, so it's like, uh, you got to start, the foundation has got to be trust. And then you've got to decide that, you know, we decided we wanted to understand each other better. Um, and then we had to develop a list and thanks to you coaching us, there has got to be a list of non-negotiables where it's, I, there was only one non-negotiable we had when our marriage started and it was a garbage one. Divorce is
2: not an option. That was the only non-negotiable we had when we started. Divorce is not an option.
0: And it's like, if that's your only non-negotiable, that means anything is fair game, and I'm just gonna stick with you because I can't see myself getting divorced no matter how horrible we are to each other, if we're not willing to change or whatever it is. And it's actually, it's gotta be something bigger than that. So we developed, you know, uh, our non negotiables, I'm sure, are different than yours and Bill's. Absolutely. Because, like you said, everybody's unique. Mm-hmm. Um, so then you have to develop a language between yourself. What's okay to say? What's not okay to say? When I say something, this is what I mean, and this is how you're taking it.
2: Yeah, so you we have ha- to question.
0: We have to <laughs> learn how to interpret one another's language. And I'm not saying, you know, that we're speaking in codes, but I can say something and mean red, and she can hear something and hear green.
2: But we've we've established now, though, I think because you can tell mostly by my face. I think at this point, my face gives me away all the time. If you say something, you can usually tell right off the bat, and so can I now, where, okay, wait, I said this, and your face looks like something is not being heard the way I I meant it, so what did you hear me say? And, you know, it's basically we gave each other permission to question. Yes. What do you mean exactly? And if that means going back to all the way to layman's terms, I don't care if you have to dumb it down for me. I'm not getting this. And if you want me to get it, I need you to go as far dumb as you can and tell me what you need. I mean, it, it can be as simple as, you know, going over our finances. We we have a very different way of doing them. I can look at something and be like, yeah, okay, we can pay it next month. Not a big deal. He cannot. So it's having to go back and forth. We had a conversation using the groceries. I made the mistake of saying, you know, we're, we're more than three quarters of the way through the budget. Yeah, I know. We're good. Don't worry about it. Well, why are we so far through the budget? The kids are eating more. This has changed. This and that. But I didn't tell him was, I know how much money is left. I have it planned out. We're not going to go over budget. That's what he needed to hear. But that's not what I said. And he was over here fuming because he thought I didn't care. And then I wasn't paying attention. Once we made that connection after we had a little blowout for a second, dust settled. And it was like, okay, this is what I should have said. This is what I should have led off with but if we hadn't given each other the permission to do that this would have been an all out fight just from simply yeah from simply not saying something properly for him to understand that we're on the same page and it's so ridiculous but those are the things that usually come back to bite us because you don't stop to say you have permission to question me
0: yeah <laughs> right and i mean when you it, maybe you have a three person family when you're navigating a a grocery budget for 10 people it can get kind of hairy so You know, um, it's almost like you looked at my notes. Can you see my notes from over here? Because the next one was be intentional to understand each other and don't take it personal. Um, Choose, the next one is like choose to embrace your feelings towards that other person and their feelings towards you. Just embrace it. Don't try to change it. Just choose to embrace it. Accept
2: it. Acknowledge it. That's a huge one.
0: Uh, respect each other in your differences. Just because, it's like we've said before, it's like, no, just because we disagree doesn't mean you're against me. We're just two, we're two different people. Even in our marriage, we're two different people. So we don't have to fight about, we don't, you're not against me just because we're different or we think different. Um, And then, uh, you know, becoming a soft place to land. Uh, Becoming a soft place to land, um, and then being confident that your spouse can and will accept you in the good, the bad and the ugly, like we said before. And then like Jeannie said, we had to give each other permission. We had to give each other permission because it's not just like a known. You, ha- you have to give each other permission to go there. If you don't, then you, you, you already have non-negotiables in your marriage What they are is they're silent and they're competing. And if you have um, silent competing non-negotiables, you're a snowflake that's hitting the top of the mountain and it's going to start rolling. (laughs) And all it does is gain momentum. It gains more force. And when it comes crashing down at the bottom, it has... Power to destroy, yep. and that is not where you want to find yourself, you know um and, and and there's just there there's something there's something that has so much freedom at at bringing your worst moment to your spouse and them not judging you, not being sarcastic, but them just accepting you and allowing you a just allowing you to say. I screwed up, and they're like, you did? But then turning around and saying, but you know what? That's not who you are. Right. So that you, being a soft place to land is like you can go there and just put yourself out without, the, without judgment or ridicule or sarcasm or whatever those things are that, are that are hard points in your marriage, and you just allow that person to pour their heart out to you. And you accept them for where they are. But then you remind them, hey, it was a moment in time. This is who you are. And I don't want you to forget that. And because if, if you, as a guy, I don't know, as a guy, I didn't want to, I just kind of didn't want to admit that I needed a soft place to land because I just wanted to power through things.
2: You and me both.
0: But that, all that did... Was that created a that created a separation between Jeannie and I because I just couldn't authentically be myself, and it was it it was kind of a you know a frightening moment if you will to put some things out there, and I didn't know how they were going to be received. But when she re- when she was like yeah okay, I was like whoa, wow, that. I don't know I I can't really put into words right now I'm a little tongue tied by it but there was just a different there was a deeper sense of intimacy between us and I I you know me as a guy the first time you know you hear intimacy you think sex but there's something that goes far beyond that as a place of connection and being fulfilled and respecting the person that you love and being intimate with them and them embracing you whether it's in your best moment or your worst moment, and then them coming alongside you and building you up.
2: Well, you look at your your medical situation over the last two years. Had we not developed this, I don't think you would have been as accepting to me caring for you as much as I did, and the stuff that you had to go through because that was embarrassing for you. It was it was tough for you. Yeah. And out of anybody else, it was like, okay, well, your mom's a nurse. You know, we have a friend who's a nurse. We have people we can call on if we need to. But ultimately, that's my responsibility. You're my husband. I should be taking care of you. And it was very hard for you to be in that position and just say, okay, you know what, I'm just going to let you do this. Because that, that was one of those things that he, he came out of the hospital thinking, I'm just going to take care of myself. They're going to teach me how to do this, and I'm going to be able to do it, and everything be great because you've got the kids, and you've got all this other stuff. I'll, I'll be able to do it. That's okay, and and he couldn't. And there were certain things, I mean, in in that particular situation, our normal intimacy was not going to be happening for several months. But in taking care of him and being able to talk through his emotions and what he was dealing with, because this was hard. This was very hard for him. I think that kind of put us in a different level of intimacy because you weren't You were embarrassed, but you got over the embarrassment and got into the mode of, this is my wife. She just wants to take care of me. Yeah. And when it, you know, because if the roles were reversed, there's no question. He would shoo everybody out and he would be taking care of me. That's just who he is. Mm -hmm. So I think it it just, having those conversations before all of the crap happened, Mm -hmm. I think is what helped us get there. Because before, when you had had hernia surgeries and stuff, I'm fine, babe, I got it. You friggin' ripped the thing open because you were so bent on getting up and moving and taking care of yourself and, and doing what you needed to do that it it finally took coming to a place of going, no, I can't afford for you to be out of work. I can't afford for you to be home all the time. I love having you here, but in order for you to be the person you want to be, I need you to listen to the doctor and let me do this.
0: Yeah. And, and I don't really know how to articulate this properly, but I'm going to try. And you're the expert here, so maybe you can make sense of it. But I no longer have—I no longer have a concern that if I show my wife my heart in what I think is my moment of weakness, I'm no less of a hero to her then, um, because I showed her a low point or a weak point. Because um, it's—it's saying that I'm willing to go to this place of vulnerability so that you know. You're my number one. You're my most favorite person in the whole world, and and that's that's what being a soft place to land is all about. Yep. Um, like the true meaning of it. So, Coach Rita, you got a couple things for us so we can wrap this episode up.
1: I do. Jeannie and I just needed to switch spots a little. Um, that that is so so true what what you just said and what you just shared um you all can't see but it's an emotional thing that Quincy just had there um and you feel it you know it like when you get into those vulnerable moments I believe especially as a man now okay I'm not a man so y'all could correct me if I'm wrong when you when you go to those moments of being so vulnerable it's like you don't know how that person is going to handle you. Yeah, and I remember, I remember um, telling Jeannie, if Quincy's going to open himself up and he's going to let it all out and he's going to be vulnerable, you need to cherish that. In those moments is what you need to cherish because I think a lot of times that's where men have tried to open up to their wives, you know, to their spouses. And they've gotten so beaten down that they have just really built this wall around their heart not to be vulnerable, not to ever be vulnerable because – to be vulnerable means that someone's going to destroy you or use that against you. Mm-hmm. And I think sometimes it happens as, as you grow up in, in different circumstances and in different ways that might've been ripped apart from you and, and you live your, your life with a wall around your heart. And it takes a bit to, to recreate and to start removing those, those um, bricks that, that you have placed there. Those barriers. Yeah. So that, that's where I just find that it's really important as a wife. When, when your husband goes to that vulnerable place, cherish it, honor it, guard it, protect it, um, do whatever you can. Because if, if you, if you don't respect that, the minute that you do it again, or you, you try to, you know, have him be intimate with you or, you know, to, to have that connection, it's not going to be there because you destroyed that. And, and you just need to honor it. If anything, you need to honor it. So I just I just think it's a, a, re- you had a... You had a comment,
2: Jeannie? One of the things that you talked to me about was understanding that if he's willing to be vulnerable with me, that shows me how much he values me. right? And that I needed to understand, and this goes for both sides, because if I didn't value his relationship, I wouldn't share my most intimate things with him. Right. I wouldn't share the ugly stuff with him. But I, you helped me to understand if he's willing to go that distance with me, then that's how much he values me. That's how important I am to him that he's right. willing to pour it out. And if I'm willing to not throw it at him and just be there, then that's the more value I'm gonna have exactly. as the relationship goes.
1: The ne- right, the next time around and what you're building upon. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. And it, it definitely creates that soft place to land. So, so listeners, um, you have to determine what that looks like for you. What makes you feel safe? What are the things that you need from your spouse in order for you to, to feel safe? If you are going to be vulnerable, if you, you want to really have that intimate connection, um, those are those building blocks that you need. You need to communicate what that looks like um, and what actions does your spouse need to take in order to create that safe place. Yeah. Because like you said, Quincy, and I truly believe this, everybody's different. What, what you might need as as a man is totally different than what another man standing in this room may need that's but right. you have to have the ability to be able to to communicate that to your spouse so that you can work on it together
0: well that's very well said did you have a couple of uh did you have a couple of notes or exercises for us um, that we needed to do or did you say them and I just wasn't paying attention I said them Thank you for saying them. <laughs> I was uh I was doing something I should have done before the show uh uh-huh. uh which is verifying our Twitter and Facebook oh uh, and wrote them down but I did there, there was
1: one thing I was gonna just kind of put out there is is really just having you guys go back and start with episode 14 um Because that's where we really started this whole segment of these episodes. And once you start listening to it, go back. If you just started listening to us today, go back to episode 14 and start there. And then you'll see the progression of what it is that we're talking about. Because it is a foundation that you build on. And, and it starts to recognize where it is that you came from, what it is that you've been taught and you're redoing all these things. So just go back and, and start there and start listening from there. And then this episode will make sense to, to what it is that we're trying to lay here. Very
0: true. Very true. And I, and I would say, make sure that you save those episodes so that you can go back to them because that, you know, you're going to start at 14, you're going to go through the next few, and then you're going to have to, you know, kind of cycle back um, to pick up on some of the strategies that we've gone through because they kind of they kind of uh, rely on one another from episode to episode so hey check us out there fella why don't you get in touch with us through the email <laughs> check out our new email it 's coach at man vs com. so that's coach at man dot marriage.com and connect with us on facebook it's facebook.com/ slash mvsm podcast those are the two places that uh, you'll find best that you can connect with us and you can kind of join this community of men who just want to be the most authentic version of their self that they can be and and then they can be the best version of themselves and impact their marriage and their all of their relationships really so until the next episode good night now